we'll see who cancels who. I oh, sorry, everybody. Um, my oh. name is Dan Selby. Ah. I'm here with Daniel Roman. Welcome to Take the Black Live. We were um, off last week for oh, because of the Super Bowl, and we had a pre-recorded thing for you. But we're back live and in charge this week with the one and only show on the internet that dares to ask questions about uh, dragons, space lasers, sci-fi, fantasy movies, television. Daniel, we are in good spirits today. How are you feeling, Daniel Roman, unbound, unchained, off the hook, um, uh, pure, straight to the vein, Dan Roman? How, how are you feeling, Dan? That's right. I'm feeling spectacular. It's a nice day. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil is clearly blind and a stupid badger because it feels like spring out, and that's nice. It is nice. Um, yeah. Right. So no, I'm I'm good. I'm excited to talk some stuff. There's been a lot of exciting news, right. some mild heartbreak. Uh, and by mild, I mean, not at all mild. Oh, sure. Thanks for that. The last of us. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm doing good. How are you, good Dan? Story. How's How's your day? How's I'm your great. week? How's your life? Are you all right? Are you like all of something? Because yes. like, you seem like um, no uh, in, 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 in good spirits. Well, I, I did have an energy drink. I nice. finished it about three minutes ago, and that was after coffee. So I, I'm doing excellent. But how are, how are you? And how are I, you all out there? How are you all out there? Hello, uh, hello, uh, Martha. Hello, Mimi. Good to see you guys. I'm doing well. It's nice here, too. I always forget I, to this day if so. Punk Sonny Phil, which one means we have more winter sees a shadow or doesn't see a shadow? I believe oh, it's stupid system. Sees, sees his shadow because then he gets scared and goes back in his hole. And that's supposed to be more winter. And that's what happened this year. But it's real nice out. So I think, I don't know, he needs to get with the times. Well, Something's mean, off there. I know this isn't the point of him, but obviously <laughs> it's a stupid system, right? Because well, uh, yeah. what if he just is facing the wrong way? Someone I wonder what the question? origins yeah, I've never really thought about it. Like, like, what is the cultural origin? I think it involves a lot of, of like homebrewed moonshine. Is the origins involved in this? <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. It's my that guess. sounds reasonable to me. But okay, we're here to talk about you know fancy sci-fi movies, TV, and as you said, there is a lot right. going on. I want to start this episode with some great news. Uh, last week, we learned that Con of Thrones, to to my heart, the first and best. Game of Thrones, Longest Firehouse, the Dragon Convention Ooh. is returning. This is a convention that I had a picture of going to for the three years it was on uh, before the pandemic uh, cut it off the knees. Um, so much fun. A great gathering of fans. I'm glad it's back. And honestly, just so HBO mounted this official Game of Thrones convention last year, mm -hmm. which was nice. And we sent Camilla Cervello to a great job covering it for us. There was something missing, though, because to me, what what I love about this this kind of Thrones convention, which is coming back now, was that it has all these panels that the fans do. That's like, but just like about fan theories and favorite okay. characters and Game of Thrones Jeopardy and like all this kind of um, uh, fan focused stuff and uh, trivia games and dances and karaoke things and cosplay contests. And then the HBO one was just actors, which is great. And a kind of officially branded stuff, but I'm really excited for this because it was just getting back to the fanish roots, and I'm so glad it's back. Yeah, and it's going to happen in uh, August of this year in Orlando, I believe. 
Was that where we went for yep. our fans for our fans at a get together? By the way, was that Orlando? It it was it was indeed. So okay. apparently, that is a a great gathering town, is what I'm apparently. led to believe. But and tickets yeah, are on so sale this, August. T- yeah, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, and tickets are on sale next week. And I'm going to say right now to my bosses at Fansided, send us. Uh, send us get some hotels. There's Dakota Thrones 2023. Yeah. We'll 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 be on panels. It'll be so much fun. I hope we get to do that, but we'll see. But if anybody is interested yeah. in seeing all the biggest and best Game of Thrones, like Fire of Dragon fans uh, in the world, feel free to check it out. Kind of Thrones at the website. Kind of Thrones. Google it. If you could so, go, Daniel, so, what panel would you make? Yes. What panel would I make? Mm-hmm. Oh God, I don't. I wasn't prepared for this question. I feel like uh, it'd be cool to talk maybe some Targaryen history. It'd be cool to do a show versus book type type Ooh, panel, fun, maybe yeah. for Fire and Blood. Um, I think something like that, talking about adaptations, would be pretty pretty rad. Um, or other other George R. R. Martin things too. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Because because you're really what panel knowledgeable. would you want to be on? I think. Well, I, I would like some. have George R. R. Martin in effigy, and I would just like do. I was start to like hurt various parts of the doll until it became uncomfortable, and see if that <laughs> would. Uh, I don't know. Like somehow get him to try the book quicker writing. Yeah, just don't do the hands. So, you can't touch the hands on the doll. Touch the hands. I don't endorse hurting George R. R. Martin. Love George R. R. Martin, self. but I think it'd be a fun little like a yeah. art piece. Is what I think I would do with my panel, <laughs> and maybe we're going to do this. We'll see. Kind of Thrones, August twenty fifth, twenty sixth this yeah. year. Hello, Julie. So, uh, thank you for getting up so early for us, Julie. I appreciate that. And sorry, yeah, Daniel, always saying. good to see you. Yeah, I have a question for you about Con of Thrones because oh. so you have been to a couple of these. I yeah. I have not. Uh, so what what would you Richard say went to, to like the Oh, sweet. Okay, so you and Richard know what's up with Con of Thrones. So for a total newbie, you've already said one of the things that makes it uh, special or different than like the official Game of Thrones convention, which started last year, uh-huh. is that it uh, it's, has its roots in the fandom, right? So there are fan panels, yeah. there's cosplay. So I guess what advice or prep, if you could give some words of wisdom to someone who's never been to Con of Thrones before, what should they expect? What do they need to know? Um, I mean, if you've gone if you've gone to a convention, you probably know what to expect. I mean, like they have actors, so you can get autographs, selfies, that kind of thing. Okay. They have a marketplace, you know, where you sell where they buy all kinds of art and swords, and all these vendors come by. The guy who oh, played Serial cool. Pharrell was running like a uh, water dancing classes. The ones I went to, that was fun. They Wait. had like. Um, a karaoke night where a woman dressed in like full Cersei regalia saying, um, all that she wants is another baby. That was a good bit. Um, <laughs> right. Funny. Very funny. Awesome. Uh, yeah. The cosplay is great. The panels are really fun because again, they're very, there's tons of them and they're all other and they're all pretty inventive fan driven. Um, I just yeah. really enjoyed my time cool. there and hopefully we can go again. So fans cited rock that on Tiffany says that she is lives <laughs> very close and I recommend it. Should be good. Too. Awesome. But yeah, let's uh, move on because excited as that is, maybe we're going to go to that, but I am looking forward to that. If, if we can go, we'll, 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 we'll see. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of House of the Dragon in Game of Thrones, and of course, that means part of the reason that they're bringing it back is because they now have House of the Dragon to talk about. So it's not just, I interviewed the woman who runs Mischief Management, who puts together these cons, leaky cons, Broadway cons, that the the whole thing is cons. Mm -hmm. And she's told me that they thought about not bringing it back, but um, just because pandemic kind of killed it for a couple of years. And it's like, is there still a market for this now that it's been gone a couple of years? Both House of the Dragon there and a whole new thing to kind of, you know, like celebrate and roundabout and uh, find some some, yeah. some some new kick. So I'm glad the show's helping everybody, uh, including That's us. Awesome. What a great. Yeah. What a great boon for the for the Game of Thrones fandom to get that prequel to kind of just remind us all. Hey, we're all still, you know, you you other fans, we're all still out there. We're all still excited about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I am really curious to see how they fold the House of the Dragon stuff into uh, the previous uh, type of Con of Thrones stuff that they did. That should be pretty oh. exciting to see. Totally. And uh, speaking of House of the Dragon, we're getting some new fun news coming on there. We got just the other day, um, Emily Beecham, who is an actor who played the main role of Mara in 1899, which is a show that I watched in its entirety on Netflix, kind of like a mind-bendy yeah. Uh, Christopher Nolan interstellar Inception-esque uh, uh, mind blower. Um, but, and it was like, you know, <laughs> a, like a solid C of a show. Did uh, it des- so it deserved to be canceled. You you heard it here first. Dan hated 1899. Yeah, I didn't hate it. It was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss it that much. It wasn't that good. Fair. It, it's one of those shows that, like, they clearly put a ton of effort into it, and it's just kind of sad because the, at the other end, it's like very middle of the road, uh, like bargain bin inception, which is it's it's a shame. Yeah. But anyway, bargain the main actor inception. Yes. And inception is bargain bin Mulholland Drive. But anyway, um, the actor <laughs> Emily Beecham auditioned for House of the Dragon. Her audition tape her audition tape leaked. Her audition tape leaked, which is always fun. And she auditioned for the role yeah. of Alice Rivers in the second season of House of the Dragon. Uh, Daniel, who's Alice Rivers? So Alice Rivers is a bastard. I believe it's believed <sighs> that she's a, an offshoot of House Strong, but she it's lives believed. in Harren Hall. It's believed, you know, any any of the characters in Fire and Blood there, there's somewhat of a murky background because that's the nature of the book. But so Alice, uh, she's going to be a pretty central figure. Uh, we're going to see Harren Hall probably pretty early in the season. Uh, the audition tape had her talking with Damon. And uh, as those that's of fun. you who've that's read cool. the book know, Alice has got some stuff with Damon. She's also got some stuff with Eamon, Damon's uh, nephew, his nephew. It's hard to keep uh, track of those it, other yeah. target. it's hard to keep track of how everyone is related to everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's a really important character. Especially because they all marry each other. Exactly. Yes. That, that does tend to make it a little more confusing. Uh, But yeah, Alice is a, is a big part. So it is exciting to see that they're casting her. Um, I gotta say, and I'm curious, 
what your thoughts are on this. It's a little surprising to me. This is like the second or third uh, audition tape that has leaked in like the past month. Uh, How I what are your thoughts on this? I feel like the security what's going on with the security on the House of the Dragon set that these audition tapes keep leaking. It's normal. I mean, things leak. I've always said that if I were in charge of a studio, I would just embrace it. Like, because you're not going to stop it. And already, like, yeah, the 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 original videos got taken down, so they were yes, uh, they've been monitoring stuff. But it's the internet; it's peeing the pool. It's 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 out there now, (laughs) so you can't really get it out once it's there. It is, yeah, Um, that's fair. That's a great analogy for that. Yeah, I guess that. uh, I I I I feel like we don't really see leaked edition tapes from like Disney stuff. You never see like um, I already forgot her name. Emily Beecham tried out to play Wanda or something. Uh, but we do tend to see with like Game of Thrones, Witcher stuff. I guess they yeah. just don't hold their actors because usually with edition tape leak means that the actor didn't get the part and like put the video up. Uh, That's usually what happens. Okay. And I'm not Got saying it. it's all the time. I don't know if, if if that's the case this time. It could be different, but generally that's it. And I guess I guess Disney just those NDAs are a lot stricter and involve snipers and uh, fines and stuff. Whereas yeah, WWD went for a little, is a little um, looser. Alice is an interesting character. Again, she, she's one of them of the characters from Fire and Blood who there isn't a whole mm-hmm. like ton of meat on. She's involved in some big events. But you don't, they, they, she doesn't actually like write a hundred about her personality. So they get to um, fill some stuff in, which is always fun. Yeah. And um, believed to be a sorceress, woods witch type person ooh, who, who ooh. dabbles with potions and concoctions, um, which I believe the, the audition tape kind of hinted at that. So it seems like that's a yeah. part of her character they're bringing in. Um, Did you watch the I tape? Guess I just it was got... weird, wasn't it? Because like they had Damon's pre recorded voice. Or was that like Matt Smith over Zoom or something? Um, you know, I I will be straight. I have not watched the tape, or I watched the tape without sound, so I mm. haven't seen all of the. Uh, I haven't heard the Damon to dissect. Well, it was useful for seeing, but I, you know, I know who Alice sure. is. I got the gist. Um, I guess I just got used to how strict Game of Thrones was. But it's almost interesting, like House of the Dragon. It doesn't really matter if we know they're casting Alice Rivers. Like Fire and Blood's out there, you can know who that is tomorrow if you want to. Um, But yeah, it's exciting times. House of the Dragon. uh, The other news that broke this week for that—that you have to take with a grain of salt because we're—we don't have an official confirmation for this. But supposedly, filming is supposed to start on April seventeenth. Uh, which is a little later than the March that we originally heard, but mm-hmm. it's supposed to run right up until December 22nd, my B-Day, which means it's going to wrap in glorious fashion and it right. will be good omens all the way for House of the Dragon <laughs> Season 2. Um, so yeah, that's what's up on the House of the Dragon front. You're a Christmas baby. I forgot about that. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, Daniel, The Last Kingdom is coming back. Yes. The Last Kingdom, uh, Netflix's medieval Ooh. drama show about um, which ran for five seasons on Netflix. Definitely had a passionate following among among a lot of people, so we want to talk about it a little bit. Absolutely. We've known for a while this show, it, it ended, 
Season five was the last part of it. The, season, the, season, the series finale. Uh, good ending. Who could finally reclaim Bebemba after five seasons of trying to get back to his ancestral home castle. <laughs> and we knew there was yeah. going to be a movie eventually. We knew they were making one final movie to kind of close out the entire story because they're based on these books by Bernard Cornwell. And he wrote, I think, like 13 books. And they've adapted 10 yeah. of them so far as TV show. And they'll squeeze the last three into a movie. Or I guess maybe just choose one. I'm not sure how it's going to work, frankly. Um, but they, it's, it's come back. They have made the final Last Kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die. It's coming out pretty soon, uh, April 14th. Yeah. And it's just cool to see. It, 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 it's That show was always quite good. And it was always like just on the cusp of like becoming huge, um, was successful, but yeah. not like phenomenally successful. I liked all the actors in it. I liked the spirit of it. I love Bernard Cornwell, the author. So I'm glad he's getting some um, yeah. s- some some on screen love. Uh, and I like that Alexander Draymond, the main character who plays Uhtred, um was like in his early 30s when the show started and he was playing like 25 and now he's in his late 30s and he's playing like 70 and he looks the same. Yeah. Uhtred ages well. It's all those battles. It's all the war he does. It it keeps him young. Yeah. If you want to stay young, go go fight in a war. That should probably do it for you. That's right. That should just keep it. That's realism Keep your skin clear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's I remember reading this a while back that it's like an unspoken rule on the Last Kingdom set that you don't mm-hmm. talk about Uhtred's age because in the books, he he straight up becomes an old man. Like yes. the whole point of the Last Kingdom is he is telling his story as an old man. You kind of know it from the get go right. that that is the, the nature of the way the tale is being told. But, you know, a- Alexander Draymond's bringing the oh, sex appeal to the Last Kingdom. They're not going to put him in an old man suit. So uh, here we are, and Uhtred's in his 70s, uh, looking looking still pretty good. Um, I'm really excited for this Last Kingdom movie, uh, and I've been curious, too, how they're going to fit. Uh, like you said, it's three books uh, that they haven't covered. So there are 13 wow. books Bernard Cornwell wrote. And uh, Draymond talked about this recently, too, that like the show was always designed to do two books a season. And when they started the show, they were looking at 10 books. Um, So they got there and, and then it was like, Oh, he wrote more. We haven't finished the story, but we didn't plan to do more seasons. So they're wrapping it up with this movie. Um, We don't know exactly how it's going to cover those books, but my guess, because I've been reading about this today, because I'm curious so the final book in the series has the Battle of Brunenburg, Warlord, uh, which was, Ooh, what, yeah, Warlord is the book, and that is supposedly the battle where the Seven Kings Must Die type thing comes from, um, and that is the battle that really paved the way for a unified England. Um, gotcha. So I assume that that is what the movie <laughs> is going to cover. They they might cut out a lot of the extraneous stuff and just. You know, it's a two hour thing. So they've got to have build up. They've got to have I'm that sure. battle and then the aftermath. Um, but yeah, it's it's great to see more Last Kingdom on the way. Cool. So uh, but if you don't want to wait that long, apparently there's a tour too. Uh, what's true. the deal with that, Dan? I don't know. They're just like, like the like um, the real life Bebemba, uh Bamberg Castle it's having a Last Kingdom tour with costume stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, Julie, by the way, I agree. There's, there is a, 
nothing wrong with a 70. I guess it's a little hard to accept that like a 38 year old playing a 70 something year old. That's a little weird, but eh, why not go for it? That's Dream, fair. Go for it. Last kingdom. I imagine, I imagine the 70 year olds watching this and, and uh, hearing about Alexander Draymond playing a 70 year old feel how I felt yeah. when I heard Pedro Pascal say he was 35 or whatever in the beginning of the last of us. No, you're just not, for Pedro Cass. You're not fooling anyone. I kind of bought Pedro Pascal sort of as a third. I mean, it was only for like a, a short for like the first prologue section. And it's I don't know. <laughs> I think Pedro Pascal could probably pass for 35. I mean, sorry, Daniel. I'm, I'm sorry you're 35. It's um, a, it's okay. I'm, I thought I'm he not pulled 35. I'm close though. Gotcha. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I felt personally attacked, but we don't need to dwell on that. They should hire um, a hot 70-year-old to play Uhtred as an <laughs> as a 70-year-old right. man. That's right. That's uh, right. So, I think. Uh, one thing you said that that I like that I'm curious about. So you said you're glad to see Bernard Cornwell getting some good yes. on-screen love because he he's a great author. A lot of people love him. He's <laughs> one of George R. R. Martin's favorite authors. Who he always raves influence. about Bernard Cornwell books. Can totally see the influence. Um, there's another one on the way. Uh, the Winter King which is based on a series you really like. And that one just wrapped filming. Uh, what's the deal with that? What do we need to know? What's it based on? Uh, how hype should we be? Fill us yeah, in. Um, <laughs> I want um, to to highlight this. Uh, sometimes I, 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 I give recommendations. And Bernard Cornwell is a good author. He wrote the second stories. He wrote the Last Kingdom show. He wrote the books the Last Kingdom was based on, basically. And mm-hmm. now... I think a British studio like ITV is going to air on is adapting the Warlord Chronicles by Bernard Cornwell, which is a a three book series about King Arthur, but kind of done in that Bernard Cornwell historical fiction way where it's what if the King Arthur story was like realistic? I read it when I was in middle school and I just I just love them and I I never forgot them. I still have them. Um, I think those are copies. That's and awesome. I, I think that they're really, really solid books. For years, I've been saying, like, someone should make this into a TV show. It would be perfect. It's got kind of, yeah. it, it's like, it's not crazy long, but it's also like a good meaty chunk. It has all these familiar characters. And King Arthur is a hard thing to get right. I don't think I've ever seen a version Truth. I've really liked, honestly. I don't think I've ever have um, on TV. I won't TV tell Sam Neill you or, said or, or that, but that's fine. I like the Merlin show. It's not like okay, good though. Um, oh, I'm I, not talking. You're talking about the Netflix one, right? With all the Game of Thrones actors guest starring in it. Or are you talking about it, Sam Neill Merlin? Yeah, that's I what mean, I was talking. You said about. Sam Neill, right? I do like the I Sam did. Neill I was a- Merlin show. That was an old. Book. Okay, okay. Whew. But that's different. I mean, that's more. That. That's a campy thing. It, it, it is fun. I like. Um, Oh, who, That's who played fair. map? Whatever, we're getting off track. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> it's ever been a great one. And this is a really good story. It has all these familiar characters, but it's like kind of different angles on them, but not in like a a cheesy, um, trying too hard to be different sort of way. I could just see it really working. And I'm really glad it's happening. So just, I really recommend watching That's The cool. Winter King when it premieres on ITV. I'm not quite sure when. And I hope someone else picks it up so people outside of Britain can watch it. Because I think it's a because I think, I think, be cool. I think it's worth seeing. By the way, we got some discussion in the comments about um, aging. Sam Hugan aging on Outlander. People age. People get older. It happens. 
Um, it's true. He's been on that show for a decade. And I think like his character gets older too, right? Like Jamie Frazier is oh, sure. now in like his fifties or something. He's, at this point, he's probably like playing older than he is. And they still have sex like yes. crazy in that show. Septuagenarians. That's right. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I I think Outlander, you know, as opposed to the last king, I think Outlander has done a little better with its aging. Um, sure. You know, it, not to say that Sam Hugan looks like he's 50 or 60 or whatever, but I, hmm. I think that they've done a pretty good job of conveying the time scale in a pretty believable way. I mean, I, on House of the Dragon, um, Matt Smith, Damon Targaryen, he starts the show at like, is, he, 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 he must be like in his 20s, Damon, at the start, or like 30s maybe. And by the end, yeah. he's like pushing 50 or at 50. I thought it kind of worked. Healthy 50. A healthy 50. You can be healthy 50. I still think now that the whole sure. show, that the whole season is done, I think they should have had Kristen Cole. Di- yes. Yeah, I, I do. I think they should have had different Kristen Cole actors. Yeah. That's like the, but you know, they were trying something new. They didn't know what all was going to happen. I think that would have made sense though. Cause just, he just, I'm not sure why I accepted Damon, but not because I guess Damon was older to start than Kristen Cole was. And Kristen Cole does things like a young idiot might do. And Damon does things just a psychopath would do for his entire life. Like so, you know, it's yeah, different stories, different folks, different times, different contexts. But I wish that if yes. I would have been in charge. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but you know, not every show needs these crazy age gaps. Uh, I know I was ragging on Pedro Pascal a second ago, but for the most part, the the, the Last of Us hasn't needed stuff like that. You you like my transition here? Um, so let's let's I have a, I have a question you have more to ask what I have a question for you are you um, yes. a little perturbed by the Pedro Pascal plays 35 thing because oh no it sets off your middle-aged panic alarm no no not okay, at all cool. I I just happen to be 34 kind of like and and when he said that I was like you don't look like we're the exact same age here my dude okay you know, you know, one in of those the, things. Um, I, I'm not really upset about it. I just, I felt personally attacked in that moment. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. That sounds normal. You watching um, out there in human Facebook, if if you think Pedro Pascal um, playing a 35-year-old makes Daniel Roman feel insecure, comment a heart. Anyway, yes. uh, let's move on. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of Pedro Pascal and not being in his 30s, um, The Last of Us had a huge episode this week, and we got to talk about it at least a bit. Um, Endure and Survive was the last episode Mm -hmm. of The Last of Us. It featured um, new characters, Henry and Sam. They're a big part of the game. They were an even bigger part of the show. And uh, I don't know how spoilery we want to get here, but suffice it to say, I'm, it had I'm, I'm these full. you're fine with full. If there's anyone in the chat who's really averse to Last of Us spoilers, let us know. Otherwise, we're just going to go for it. Uh, so this episode had some of the interpersonal, compelling storytelling that has made the show so good, like we saw in the episode with Bill and Frank. Still had that kind of stuff, but also huge epic action i think one of the best scary action scenes i've since i've seen since 
Thrones, honestly. Um, it was good. What'd you think of this one, Dan? How'd you feel about Endure and Survive? Um, as like a, a part two to the last one, it worked really well as a story together. It was heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. My favorite is still the third one, I think. Like that one hit me the hardest so far. This fifth one w- w- was w- was very, very good. The action scene I liked, honest, I don't know. Like, honestly, I when all the infected zombies started to just like boil out of the ground like a pot on a stovetop that just kind of bubbles over immediately. I kind of thought it was yeah. too much. I was like, oh, okay, that's awfully fast. How fast are these people? Um, but the action was really fun. Um, yeah, the sniper bit was great, and the character actors were good yes. too. I-, I loved the little kind of funny bits where um, you know Joel is trying, like, uh, kind of saying reassuring things to Henry and Sam. He's not going to take action against him. He's he- he's going to cooperate. But his tone of voice just makes him sound that. like a psycho and he's going to hurt them later. That was yeah. funny. Pedro, Pedro Pascal, yeah. talented. Like, he's, he's got talented, an asshole voice. Looks not a day over 35-year-old Pedro Pascal That's uh, right. is very kind of talented at, I mean, he, he he like mixed the gruffness and the humor very effectively. I liked that a lot. And of course, the ending was, 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 was very painful. Um, the show yeah. is kind of a, what's the word for it? A... Uh, a bit of a road show kind of they're having these discreet adventures as they traverse the country. And this was a heartbreaking one. Um, The end where little Sam, Oh, and just, you know, Ellie trying to heal him with her blood, which for a second, I thought they might actually like go with, because I was like, how, Uh, okay. How, um, like how old should you be before something like that feels like you should know better? Like Ellie's 14 and it's like, um, well, that's not going to work. It, cause that's like, cause that's, cause that's like something like a child would think, right. That like, Oh yeah. If we just, um, you know, clap our hands real fast, Tinkerbell will live or whatever. And if it's a little like that, like my blood can cure you because I'm immune to it. And I was put in my wound. But obviously it didn't work. I was afraid it would, frankly. Mm-hmm. I was afraid, like, they wouldn't do that, would they? And then it ended up being horrible and Sam Turn and his brother had yeah. kill him and then kill himself. It was it it, it, it it was very, very harsh. The kid was really, really cute and, and cool. Uh, yeah. The kid who played Sam. Yeah, Kevon Woodard. He he mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, yeah, I so I was never worried it was gonna work. I did, you know, wonder, like you were saying, like, is this a smart choice? Like, would would she think of this? At the same time, I can also totally understand how a teenage kid in that situation where it's like, what's the other option? You go tell Joel and Henry yeah. and they put him down immediately. So, like, I can understand in that moment. Uh, well, yeah, you have to wonder, did she inadvertently cause what happened with Henry? Because by keeping it, it exploded in this awful way that was even worse than it would have been. If she had just gone to them, and this is a, a bit sure of a change from the game. Her. Yeah, well, I mean, she she leaves the uh, the magic slate on the grave, says "I'm sorry," uh, really it's heartbreaking. Something. But it's a slight change from the game because she doesn't know. So that is a, a big shift they made in the show: is Sam telling her that he was bitten, whereas in the game she just goes to wake him up in the morning and he jumps her. Um, it was very yeah. Straight. I thought it was really effective. Um, 
I I can totally understand the like you said, like episode three is still your favorite. I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people still. Um, personally, I liked this one more because it had all the elements I like about The Last of Us, whereas three was sure. really great and not at all what I expected. Um, but it it was almost like a, a side story a little bit or like yeah, I don't want to say was. a side story, but it, it was its own type of short film as opposed to capturing, you know, the devastation and awfulness, the infected, all these raiders. Like we got that a little bit in three, but this one just kind of, it felt like the whole package. Yeah. Um, and it's the, it's kind of the mid season uh, climax. Um, yes, so they did for filming that sequence with the sniper, which is another sequence straight from the game. So glad they put it in the show. Um, that took them three weeks. <laughs> Three weeks of night shoots. They built the entire neighborhood um, just so they could blow it up, basically. It's it's because you hear about how much money they spent in this show. That's like one of the most expensive shows in the history of Canada, I think, like a huge thing. And it, it's, it's yeah. odd because, I mean, this kind of show isn't supposed to cost that much because it's just real people in modern albeit dirty clothes, walking around real cities. <laughs> Kansas City is a real place in Missouri. Sure. You know, they, they've been to Boston. They've been they've been to Texas. And yet they spent so much money on it. Do you think they needed to build? Like, I wonder what made them say, you know what? Let's not find an actual, um, like a stretch of kind of derelict road with some houses on it and rent it out for a couple of days. Let's build a whole set. I mean, I don't know. And I don't think, yeah. you know, but I'm, I don't know. Well, it, it, it makes me curious. The, yeah. So they, I, I actually, I'm hoping to write about this this week. Cause they talked about this a lot on really? the last episode of the last of us podcast, which if you have not been listening and you need more podcasts in your life, the, the last of us companion podcast is excellent. Um, I, I like it a million times more than the House of the Dragon one. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Um, so they talked about how because of the nature of this scene where they needed mm -hmm. to be able to shoot guns, they needed to be able to start oh, fires, okay. they needed to be able to blow stuff up. They needed literal hundreds of extras, most of whom are in prosthetics because they're playing infected sure. to be able to run around safely without and control all these elements um, doing they basically had an empty lot next to where they were filming. So rather than find a street where they could literally blow up buildings, uh, it ended up being uh, safer and, and more sure. economical in terms of like the controlled, like having more control over the elements because safety, you know, you don't want a repeat of things like what happened with Alec Baldwin, where he accidentally shot a person on set. Ooh. So in terms of all of the safety elements, it was really, they needed to do it this way to just be able to control all of those different chaotic things. Um, I I mean, I think it paid off. They, they hired actual construction people. So not even construction people for film, but because they had to put this, the street up so quickly, they just hired straight up construction workers to come in and, and build yeah. this town for them. Um, yeah, it, it's a so very cool new. Okay. I don't think you would. I, I actually I, I, I asked that idly, but you fully know the answer to the question. Awesome. Cool. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, uh, 
so the infected boiling out of the ground, I love that you used like the pot boiling over analogy. Mm -hmm. So the one they used on the podcast is like an anthill. So like if you kicked open the top of an anthill, the ants come boiling out. And that was the the method they wanted to use for the infected there. Um, Yeah, that that sequence. Very cool. The child clicker. Terrifying. Um, And that they found just a they watched audition tapes for child contortionists they said were basically like nightmare fuel uh to yeah very creepy um but yeah so the last of us doing really well um it's gonna get more seasons so uh look at looking at some other last of us news craig mazin has said the last of us part two will probably take more than one season to adapt um so you've played it right the Not last of us part i'm two. gonna play part two shortly it's like it's it's, it's okay. literally like the next thing i'm gonna do maybe later tonight but i have not played it yet no nice i so i am in the midst of it i started mm-hmm. it i i'm a little ways in it's easy to imagine from what i've seen how that could be the case how they might want more than one season for it because it is a much more complicated story i think and there are a lot of big moments um so are are you glad we're gonna get more? Are you worried they're of gonna stretch things course. out? No, <laughs> I'm not, not at all. Fair. That's not HBO's deal. Um that it sounds great. Of course, I mean, of course they want more. I'm looking forward to it. Bring yeah. it on. Um and I trust that they'll get out at the end too. I trust that they like do two more seasons then and then leave. I don't think they'll stretch things out. Yeah. That's not really their bag. This is an AMC. So yeah, uh bring it on. More is good. It's a great show. They have a hit. Why wouldn't they? I mean, I don't want to say milk because they're not milking it. They're 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 getting their money's worth out of a yeah. story that has more to give. So yeah, I'm happy about it. I'm yeah. sure it'll be fantastic. And you know, I mean, like between that and House of the Dragon, um, they're gonna have a pretty mean lineup. HBO's doing well right now, and and Succession too is in there, which isn't the same thing, but still. They have a good, solid, robust slate. Good for them. Yeah. Truth. Truth. Um, um, are you watching anything else, Daniel, right now? Watching any other movies, any yeah. other TV shows? Well, you brought up AMC, and the main other thing I am watching right now is The Walking Dead. Not Mayfair. Oh. Um, not Mayfair. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't got into Mayfair Witches. I still need to watch Interview with the Vampire. Um, (laughs) But The Walking Dead, I'm watching almost like half out of a sense of obligation because I'm on season 11. Yeah, the last one. Well, if you get to season 11, it's kind of like you might as well just finish it. That's true. Um, I really, I haven't loved the 11th season so far, to be honest. Um, It's probably one of the seasons I've liked the least. Damn. I want to say of oh, the walking, walking dead. dead. Um, <laughs> it's got, it's got highlights for sure. And you know, a lot of the actors have been on that show for ages and they're great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's decent. I'm like halfway through it right now. So I'm in the middle of the Commonwealth stuff. And it reminds me a lot of the final season of lost, uh, which I, I will be on the record. I liked lost. I enjoyed the way lost ended. I am in, in the odd minority there, I have no it real happens. problems with law. I, yes, it happens. Good for you. Um, but I do think that the 
the final season tried to throw some intentional red herrings and just make you feel like you're tripping out a little bit as a viewer. And I think The Walking Dead is maybe not as much with the red herrings, but trying to make it all feel (laughs) like a surreal dream a little bit. Uh, They're going pretty hard in this final season with the Commonwealth. Um, But beyond that, I think Glass Onion is one of the only other new things aside from The Last of Us I've watched. That was cute, right? Glass Onion was cute. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of a fun, light murder mystery. Daniel Craig is hilarious. Um, Definitely recommend it. And it doesn't matter if you've seen the first one. I have not. And I enjoyed Glass Onion quite a lot. It was nice. Um, What about you? What you watching, Dan? Nothing new to the new report. Uh, From Mankind, still great. Um, I'm watching documentary now, and that's, which is pretty funny. That's a great show. I, 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 I just picked it up. I'm almost done with the Orville season two, so I can soon start watching oh, New Horizons. Nice. I have like two left. Um, but no, n- nothing horribly new. Cool. Apparently, the new Ant Man movie is a is is a bit of a turd. I haven't seen it. Uh, it, it opens up this 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 weekend, uh, <laughs> tomorrow <definitely>. Friday. <laughs> that's what the critics are saying. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. That, that, yes. Yeah, I feel like, again, you wrote about this today, and I think you covered it pretty uh, fairly because it seems like a lot of the early impression critics, uh, they either had issues with it or they say nice things with a caveat, um, which in early reviews is always kind of a a warning sign that maybe something isn't quite spectacular when it means they hate it. uh, That's my rule. it, It means it. It means they might hate it. But if the one a thing that it is like tweets about a movie that they just saw, but they're not allowed to post their actual review yet. And if that tweet mm-hmm. is anything less than this movie was perfect, it's like this movie is great, but it, <laughs> I this this was a little bit off. It means they hated it and they just can't say it yet. That, 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 that's my thing. OK, go on. Sorry. It, it's hard for me. I hope that this one is good. These reviews make me nervous that it isn't. I will say the one thing that is getting universally praised across the board from Ant-Man is Jonathan Majors as Kang, Mm -hmm. which arguably is more important than whether Ant-Man 3 sucks or not, which I don't know if it does. I really hope it doesn't. I have not seen it yet. I will have seen it probably by this by next week's show. Um, But Jonathan Majors as Kang, he's the new Thanos. So it's really important for them to get him right. And it seems like Majors really brought his A game. Because even yeah, the critics who are ragging good. on the movie are saying that they really enjoyed him as Kang. It kind of reminds me of like Thor, Love and Thunder. Where everyone liked Christian Bale, but everyone was like, the movie is sort of like, eh. Although I know that Julie liked it. Yeah. Thor came around on that yeah. one. I think Kimberly came around on it too. Well, Mostly for Christian Bale, I, though. I, I'm happy we'll for find them. Out. Uh, I never came around on that. I hate Thor, Love and Thunder so much. <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, I just, yeah, it was a huge letdown. I like Thor, Thor is one of my faves. Um, but I, yeah, I hope that it's not a situation like that. And it's hard for me to imagine how it could be, honestly, because I think Thor Love and Thunder had some specific issues that it's partially around the concept of the thing um, and how, uh, you know, I, I don't like to pick out specific things, but I do think like the way it was directed and the, I, I have some issues, issues with choices Taika Waititi made in that movie. Um, and it, it's hard for me to imagine seeing how the Ant-Man movies have been it having the same issues, which isn't oh, to yeah. say that I'm yeah. 
it doesn't still have issues. Uh, but we'll, I mean, we'll have more the overall critiques were like uh, too serious and kind of like in a in, in like a sluggish, dour way, not like an intense way. Mm. Um, a lot of people pointed out that they thought it was just too invested in setting up clearly, clearly setting up other things rather than like being a movie in itself, which I can believe. I guess those are the yeah. two big ones. Also, a lot of folks said that, that the special effects were bad, which is intriguing. Yeah. Um, but we'll see when it comes out, or you will. Tell me if you see it, by yeah. the way, because you might be very use of that, um, like on, 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 on Friday or Saturday. The the special effects thing is really fascinating to me because you would think with Marvel, you know, it's Marvel. They're going to have good effects. Uh, but Thor also got a little bit of flack for its special effects, too. Um, and I think so. This is another thing bringing things back around to the Last of Us podcast from HBO. Craig Mazin talked about how the special effects industry is going through Ooh. a huge reckoning right now because there is so much demand for all of these huge okay, special yeah. effects driven movies and shows that there are literally not enough working special effects artists in the world to do all the projects that are being pitched at them. So. Mm. For him, when they did The Last of Us, they basically had their pick of people because there's a huge overlap in special effects and video gaming interest wise. So a lot of people jumped at the opportunity to do The Last of Us. Um, but Marvel so he posted them from has, video games. No, uh, the special effects people like video games oh, and they were all familiar gotcha. with The Last of Us. So so he talks about one person who straight up left I think it was like Lightstorm left a huge special effects studio to go work for another one to work on The Last of Us. So uh, they they funny. really got lucky because it's such a well-known property that people love. But Marvel specifically has made a lot of headlines for overloading their VFX. That's vendors true. Past year. Okay. So I'm, I was it. not surprised to hear people complaining about the CGI in Ant-Man, unfortunately, just knowing that that is currently an industry problem that's happening and marvel's kind of at the center of it cool i guess i, I guess you gotta be smart about it um by the way and uh nicole so that she watched black panther 2 thought, thought the effects were horrible um and also that mayfair is so bad which i have heard it, it, it's pretty dire i wonder <laughs> yeah marvel i haven't heard of... many good things about mayfair um maddie liked the last one a lot better so maybe in cool. the in, in the final stretch but like if if your show gets good like seven episodes in i think you might have already lost i'm not i, I think it might be a little too late yeah um what was i gonna say i forget whatever um marvel could be having a reckoning it could happen i know it, i it, it, it's late to say because they're on top of the game and they're the biggest franchise in the history of the world but i don't know it feels like they're on a bit of a string of middling things i wonder if it will eventually come down but not yet ant-man and the wild did you uh quantum mania out this weekend we'll see what happens did i what yeah did you did you read uh kevin feige did a pretty huge interview with entertainment weekly that i think went up today where he talked about that they're trying to put out less stuff now so it seems sure, like smart. even the brass at marvel is very aware that they need to reorient their strategy because they maybe overloaded things and that wasn't quite working for them. Yeah, um, I so yeah, fully believe we'll, that. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, like Quantumania. you said, out this weekend, uh, and we can all form our own opinions and discuss. We can. 
right, Daniel, what is <laughs> the final thing on our um, agenda? On the docket? Uh, I think it is probably uh, likely, predictably, the world-famous <laughs> WIC News lightning round. Uh, so where we discuss news stories that we didn't quite have time to get to in the main show in 20 seconds or less, or we get unceremoniously yes. buzzed by producer Richard. Ah! That's what it will sound like. Just like that. So Dan, are you, are you prepared for the lightning round? Shall we do it? I was born prepared for the lightning round. Let's do it. Sweet. And I I'll think you first. put these in here. So, okay, great. I mean, they're not in order as usual. I, I, I gotta stop saying it. They're it not in any order. Interesting. Just, we just assume they're not in order at this point. <laughs> Okay, but that the, sounds good. The, 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 the stuff because there's some cool stuff going around. So, um, Daniel, yes, Showtime yes. is making an, another season of Dexter: New Blood and multiple Dexter prequel shows about the friendly serial killer. Uh, your thoughts? I loved Dexter. I think season eight earned all of the, the hatred that was aimed at it. Um, I'm glad okay. New Blood was good, but I'm a little uh wary of Showtime throwing it all in and making multiple Dexter spinoffs. They're talking about a Trinity killer prequel, a young Dexter prequel. Wow. And I don't know. It feels like folly to me, but we'll see. I hope they're good. Martha likes Dexter. We all like Dexter. Yeah. Dexter was, I love Dexter during its run. It was a great show that, you know, kind of flopped at the very end. Um, <laughs> but speaking of, of shows that are apparently great that a lot of people love that, maybe aren't flopping at their end, but might be having some issues near the end of their run. Uh, there were some reports this week that Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner. was going to, was base he was basically forcing Yellowstone oh, to end its run early because he didn't want to commit to the filming time for it. Um, and then Paramount said, no, that's not happening. So now there's some confusion. W what's the deal with this, Dan? Should this is a worry rumor. for Yellowstone? I mean, it's a rumor, but, but but I love the story. The Illustrator is a huge show. It's a huge, huge show. And the idea yeah. that may not be true, but I'm going to believe it is, that Kevin Costner, the star, would be like, ah, I don't want to work more than a week. You get around my schedule. And then they say like, eh, we'll just cancel it instead. It's very funny. I hope it's true. <laughs> you hope it's just for the humor. You hope it's true. Yeah, that's that's my entire life. I, I hope things are, are true so they'll be funnier. Okay. Um, Fair. This going to be funny to you. Okay, Daniel. Uh, Chinese TV yes. um, adapted Liu Zhijin's very influential popular sci-fi novel trilogy, The Three-Body Problem. Um, and they put it on Chinese TV. You can watch it on YouTube, I think. Before Game of Thrones creators, David Benning and Dan Weiss, make their version for Netflix. I think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. There's a whole rights thing, and I'm really curious how that rights thing works out um, with the people who licensed out the three-body problem, basically. The studio that owned the mm -hmm. rights licensed it in a couple of weird ways. Um, so, yeah, it came out on CCTV already. If you're happening to be listening to this in China, you can watch it. I think that's funny. I'm sure it will have no impact on Netflix's show. I think it's on YouTube, by the way, uh, the Chinese version, if you want to watch it. That's cool. All right. So speaking of shows, um, one. let's go back to superhero land for a second. Amazon it. is making a live action Spider-Man show about Spider-Man noir. Uh, what, what do we need to know about this? 
I mean that it exists. It's live action. So Spider-Man Noir is the one that Nicolas Cage played in um, the Spider-Verse movies. It's just funny yeah. that they're making everything Spider-Man except like a Spider-Man show, which is the only thing anybody wants. But instead, Sony's going to make like a Venom movie. <laughs> they're going to make a Morbius movie. They're going to make a Spider-Man Noir thing. Like they want Peter Parker and they want Miles Morales. That's about it. Do that or do nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do think they- I'm just going to. Uh-huh. I'm just going to interject. I do think it's really interesting that Amazon is making this because Sony, I believe, has an exclusive deal with Netflix for most of their things. So it seems like Sony is really, and they're working with Disney. So it seems like their strategy for the streaming war is diversify. Um, I mean, at least they didn't make Sony Plus. Frankly, I prefer this to that. Same. All right. Daniel, you'll be happy about this. Um, Speaking of Amazon... Amazon Prime Video renewed the sci-fi show The Peripheral for season two. You excited? I'm very excited. That's great news. The Peripheral was a really solid show. Uh, Could get a little weird, a little hard to digest at times, but I enjoyed it a lot. I think the actors on it are great. I think the story was pretty good. It's based on a book series by William Gibson, who is a legendary sci-fi author. Sure. Very happy it's getting a second season. Yeah, sliding in under the buzzer. Ask me the one after the next one. Okay, that's what I thought. Or whatever else. Because I figured, I figured you're not a big Spartacus stan, but correct me if Shh, I'm wrong. Don't spoil it. Never seen it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, so the first focus. trailer for The Flash uh, starring Ezra Miller, uh, mm-hmm. that happened, that, that aired during the Super Bowl, and it also included the return of Michael Keaton as Batman. Just How cool. hype are you? I, I mean, more hype than I am for Ant-Man 3. I'll say that because uh, I like Michael fair. Keaton. I, I remember the Batman movies as, when I was a kid. They were a lot of fun. And um, I think if I'm going to see a superhero movie, I'm more likely to see that than I am the Ant-Man thing. Although at this point, it takes a lot to get to see a superhero movie. I haven't seen one in a while. But yeah, Michael Keaton, hooray. He's cool. Okay, Daniel. Yeah, that's um, fair. Going yes. back to just like these shows, we're getting more sequels. Stars is making a sequel series to their show, Spartacus. What do you think? Um, I think it's probably going to be good. Um, so unlike Dexter or like Amazon just announced it's made, making a bunch of new Bosch shows, I feel like the Spartacus sequel series is coming from the same person who made the original one and Steven the Knight, prequel. Yeah. Yep, Stephen S. Tonight. Um, and it's set like years after Spartacus, it will not be about Spartacus. Obviously it's going to be about other characters who are in his sphere. Um, because if you, well, Spartacus, if you know history, it Spartacus doesn't live to the end of Spartacus. That's the whole point of the story. So I am Spartacus. I'm excited for that one. Exactly. He is Spartacus. Spartacus. It looks like a Spartacus. Okay, go on. These two we're about to look at are definitely both Spartacus. Um, so <laughs> Jesus, uh, speaking of superhero things, I bet I would imagine you are probably going to see this one. So we got our first look. Oh, yeah, it's pretty intriguing. So we got our first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in the new Joker sequel movie, uh, the Joker Philea do. Yeah, you have me intrigued. I mean, Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn in a musical about the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. That's okay. That's what I'm most likely to see. I'll probably see this. Yeah, because it's just that I, I just I just I'm 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 just curious. It, it could be a train wreck. It could be it could be brilliant. I like Lady Gaga a yeah, lot. Totally. Um, she can play Harley Quinn. Sure, I'll see it. 
probably I'll probably see it unless it gets terrible reviews. And wow, look yeah. at everything we talked about. Kind of Thrones, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, The Last Kingdom. It was a full show. Lady Gaga. Um, and our first live show back in two weeks, which is, you know, not that long a time, but still worth noting. Um, we'll be that. Hi, Cat. Yes. Oh, okay. Don't tell me. Oh, yes. I know. I know you mentioned his name. He's here. He's I, come. I'm not going to remember He's come it. to say hi. I'm not going to remember it. What's his name again? His name is Coda. Coda. I knew it. I hate, yes. I hate that feeling. That's a, there was, when there somebody was, there tells was no you. Pressure. It, it would have been okay if myself. you didn't remember. I just, I feel like you need to know. That. I didn't remember it. <laughs> and it's okay that you're 30, okay. that you're 34 and three quarters or whatever you're saying that's right um, that's this that's, was, that's fine for, too yeah for the record that's not i don't mind getting older it was i saw it's julie true, or yeah. someone said it's okay guys get older gracefully it's fine i i'm totally fine getting older i just had a moment where pedro pascal said he was 36 and i was like you don't look like the friends i hang out with who are my age I'm just gonna put that <laughs> out there but anyway we don't need to talk about that anymore what what do we need to talk about here? We can talk end. about how we'll be back next week, same place, same time on the Winners Coming uh, Facebook page and um, YouTube channel, where we talk about all this kind of stuff, but some more at 4 yes. p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, um, live. So much fun! And then you can download us wherever podcasts are available. Google Play, iTunes, to listen to some podcast form. We're great. Give us a like. Give us a click. Give us a subscribe. All that stuff. If we had a Patreon, totally donate to it, but we don't have one. Um, so thanks yeah. for watching. We back one week from now, and um, uh, we will we we will have aged gracefully by one week next Wednesday. See you then. You're here. Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.